Hey there, everyone. Welcome to the sixth episode of the Lax Flow Podcast with me, your host, O'Brien Daly. And uh, I feel like it's getting a little tiring me saying this, but I just want to address it again. Um, I'm starting to feel a little bit better. You know, as I was saying uh, the past couple episodes, I hadn't been feeling 100%, but I feel like my voice is starting to get sound a lot better, so hopefully it won't be too much of an issue today. And I am bringing you this episode on October 31st, 2021, for anyone listening down the line. So, you know, happy Halloween to all my listeners out there. Probably my favorite, I would say, is my favorite holiday. So, And it got me curious into thinking, how many of you actually dress up as lacrosse players for Halloween? I know plenty of people who will get, you know, their favorite sports jersey for for like one of their favorite football teams and then if they have a replica helmet they'll wear that and then they're their favorite football player and but I don't usually see people dress up as their favorite lacrosse player it's so it'd be it's really it'd be really funny to see that once in a while uh because I remember I saw the PLL do a video I think it was or someone do a video where they were like oh it'd be your favorite player and it was like buy the jersey buy like a wig or a mustache and stuff like that like I saw the one for for uh, Connor Farrell, which was pretty funny because it literally was his jersey and a uh, blonde wig, I believe it. That was it, and 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 I think um, uh, there was something else with it, but I can't exactly remember. But it was either way, it was still funny, and I and I do like those. And I actually, it reminds me back of high school uh, when I was like I I was a freshman, and a group of lacrosse players. All they did was literally wear some like their lacrosse uniforms for like one of the club teams they played for and I just and, and like looking back I thought that was kind of funny um so it is cool I think when people do do that dress up as their favorite players or just lacrosse players in general for Halloween of course some people don't exactly like it because like really when any person dresses up as a sports player because they think it's a little lazy and I I granted not many people think that I don't know too many I maybe know like one or two people and it's because like they just don't like sports so but I think it's a fun idea, and it's, it, it, it always gives a good laugh out of me, especially when they get really into it and, like like I say, do the wig thing or what have you. But now going into our first topic, I thought we'd talk about lacrosse around the world. Um, it's just something that I thought is got me thinking a little bit. I was uh, looking at the Ireland's lacrosse Instagram page the other day. Um, and by the other day, I mean yesterday, uh, just cause I was, it just happened to scroll across my feed and, um, it just, it's interesting that I remember when I first found out about like the, that Ireland had a lacrosse team, I was, I was dumbfounded and very ecstatic. Like, you know, a country that's half of my heritage, uh, has a lacrosse team, a sport I really love to play, um, and watch. So it was, in, that was interesting and so after I found out about that, I wanted to see what other other countries had had a team, and I found and I found a whole list of them. Uh, some countries I already known, like I knew that uh, Thailand had already had a team like a good few years prior, but then I found out like Switzerland had one, Panama, uh, Israel, Greece, Ghana, all these all these countries had one, and that's pretty just incredible. And. Uh, even Hong Kong has a team, I believe, which is like the, it, the, the smaller the country. I think is quite interesting to say, like that they have one. It's just because of just how many, like you know, the population always makes it tough. You know, always fill the team, especially with such a niche little sport. But then I, re- um, 
but then I found out just like last year that I I'm not 100% sure if I'm correct with this, but if you're half um that if you belong to a certain heritage, you can play for that team's lacrosse team, I guess. And I think that's how they fill the numbers. So like say um and the way I got to explain to was my friend uh, Austin Blumberg's, he said uh he's half Hungarian. So if he wanted to, he could play for the Hungarian national team if they asked him to or what have you, which I think is a great idea. I think that helps definitely, like I said, helps uh, with, uh, with the numbers issue in some cases. Obviously, some teams I don't think struggle with that, like obviously the Aragor team or the U.S. team or the Canada team, Canadian team. But there's like Switzerland probably that, you know, it's probably a little tough or maybe even Hungary or even Ireland, I would say. And that'd be really cool. Um and it would. I'm also half Italian, and Italy actually does has have a Italian team as well. So it'd be cool. I could actually like you know if they ever asked me to like, hey, do you want to play for Ireland? I was like, yeah, sure. Like you know, if, obviously if America never asked, but because I'm not gonna lie, if America asked before Ireland, I'd definitely probably do obviously the USA first. But if not, then yeah, I would gladly do Ireland, and I bet a lot of people would you know gladly represent like a country that's a part of their heritage or. Or in culture, though some people think that I've I've met people that don't think it's worthwhile to have this many like to have as many teams as you do as there are in the international setting. And the reason the people I know think this is because they of like just how dominant certain teams are like and for that and what I mean by that is just how dominant USA, Canada, and the Iroquois Confederacy are in the world of world lacrosse and I and just because some teams obviously do better than others I still think it's important and a great thing that all these other countries have these teams because that's the best way you probably all some of you are probably sick and tired of me saying this but it's one of the best ways to grow the game you know international audiences people watching it uh listening to stuff about it, reading news, all that stuff is just so important to the game. Like and for like like for example, uh on the website that I used like to post this podcast so people can actually uh uh listen to it. Uh one of uh you can see like the uh downloads for it like and all that stuff. And it's really and what's interesting is it gives you a map of the uh like countries like it shows you where like with like dots where people are listening to it and people are downloading it like i got one thing of someone listening over in kansas i got someone listening in virginia and the one that made me think of the world is uh i got someone listening over in brussels in belgium which is just i think is incredible because for one i want to know how the heck that person found my podcast about lacrosse because it, I'm obviously not complaining. It's great that people are interested in this podcast. So I just want to say thank you to all those people listening. Uh, but yeah, it's it makes you think just how widespread the sport is becoming, and that's a great thing. And going to the idea that uh, right now only a few teams are really dominant in the world settings, I think in the future as the sports grows, uh, the sport grows, people are, and the more people play the better the talent's going to be in on uh, the other teams. Like, it's just going to get better and better and better. And some people are going to be, like, there might be, you know, a couple people who don't end up playing for the American team that play for, like, you know, Italy or what, or England even because, you know, they have that heritage. 
so, which is really going to be interesting to see. And I'm going to, and frankly, I'm going to love seeing that because I like, I like when the competition is uh, really strong in a co- in in whatever setting, and that will be really interesting. Like going to the idea of like of Olympics being in uh, lacrosse being in the Olympics, it's going to really be incredible to see when like so many countries play and have like great talent on both sides of the ball. How could they grow though? Like those teams, I'm not really sure. Obviously, like I said, I found out about Ireland lacrosse through social media. So you know, and the, and you know they're gaining more followers, pretty steadily, uh, and that's probably one of the best ways to reach out. Obviously, programs in the schools, you know, maybe do that because I'm not I'm not one hundred percent sure how sports and schools work over in Europe, in Ireland, and all that. So, but yeah, the you gotta get you gotta get kids interested in the cross at a young age. You know, obviously that's what happens in my hometown and how so many people got to love it. You know, they love the history, they love the culture of it, they they love everything about it, and that's how it got so popular. And of course, winning all, winning a bit helps too. Uh, so yeah, if and if say Ireland does well or another country does well, it's just gonna increase the sport. It's like, and that's gonna be like, hey, did you know this did that? Oh yeah, you know what, lacrosse that seems like an interesting sport. Hey, hey, yeah, she could. Hey, you wanna do this then? Yeah, sure. Yeah, I'd try it out. And you know, that's and that's just simply how you grow the game in one way, in fashion. So I think that's going to be interesting to see down the line. So next on the platform, I thought we'd talk about the NLL a bit again. Uh, as you know, a couple episodes ago, I talked about how the NLL uh, made a deal with uh, ESPN to show games, which is obviously is still a great thing. I thought we'd talk about, and then I talked, I can't remember if it was last episode or the episode before that, I talked about uh, Vegas and like their team because they haven't gotten the team yet. They haven't really announced much about the team other than the fact that it's going to be in Vegas. So I think it'd be also interesting to talk about uh, teams, possible city locations for new NLL teams. Uh, and another, and just one more thing that brought this up was uh, a couple weeks ago on uh, the one radio show I do with some friends here at uh, St. Bonaventure. I, I brought up uh, the Las Vegas team, but they also, and uh, me and my friend got a little discussion about, you know, former teams, because he used to be a bit of a lacrosse fan when he was younger, and we talked about all the now defunct teams, like the original Albany team, like Albany Attack, and uh, like Arizona Sting, all that, like all those old, early 2000s teams. I think, obviously, the more teams, the better, you know, the more cities you reach out to, the better, obviously, because you get a team... You know that you can see that in the paper or on the news of one day, and you're gonna be like, "Huh, lacrosse? I might have to go to one of those games." And you know, a lot of time they end up doing that. Of course, it doesn't like always work out. Obviously, so many defunct teams happened, and some obviously went on and moved to another cities and became better. Like, like the Edmonton Rush uh, were in Edmonton from like 06 to 2015. And now there's the Saskatchewan rush. And you had, like, the Minnesota Swarm, who were 2004 to 2015. And then now the Georgia Swarm. So, you know, you got some that do that end up doing really well, uh, that do well in one city. But, you know, some things happen one way or another and just move on and then go to a city with another fat following that that embraces them quite, quite a bit, like Saskatchewan. Uh, I will say... Some states really don't need any more lacrosse teams. I don't think indoor lacrosse teams. I know that might seem sac- uh, sacrilegious to some, but like New York, we have 
uh, let's see here, the Bandits, we have the Rattlers, we have, oh, no, not the Rattlers, my bad, uh, we have the Nighthawks, uh, we have the Albany Firewolves now, and we have the uh, New York Riptide, that's four teams, uh, some could argue we could probably have one more for Syracuse, and I feel like that'd be a good city to have one, obviously, and it's Syracuse, with obviously, with the orange and the history there, that it would work out well in the end. But I just think, like, put it, I would say put it in a state that doesn't really have, that has, like, maybe a decent little lacrosse following and doesn't really have any professional teams with it. Obviously, or that has a good little small sports market that would really suit teams well. Like, um, trying to, like, with Rochester, I think that that's a great city for lacrosse because, like, the Nighthawks have always been loved by that city. And it's because, like, they're a small sports market. They're, like, they're, they are the third largest city in New York, uh, in New York State. Uh, obviously, NYC is first, and Buffalo is second. But the small sports franchise teams do great there because, like, it's a small little niche city, kind of. Pe- uh, people take great pride in the local teams there, and they just love it. Like, they love the Rochester Americans, which is a uh, which is the affiliate, the AHL affiliate for the uh, Buffalo Sabers, and they've always really loved the Rochester Nighthawks. E- even, um, uh, and that includes obviously the original and the new ones. Uh, they they and I think it's because you know they're not they won't ever get the big like a big sports franchise, obviously like their own football team or anything like that. So, like, they just embrace those small sports teams. And New York has always been a big lacrosse state, so that helped as well. And a big hockey state, so that's for them. But uh also have a triple-A baseball team, the Rochester Red Wings. So, with that, you, like, what I mean with this is you got to find the cities that either have a pretty good sports presence already, like I said before, and one whose fan base is going to be dedicated to that team. Like, a city that I would love to have a uh, NLL team again was uh, one that already had one, and that's the city of Pittsburgh. And the reason I say that is because I was a, uh, well, I am a Pittsburgh Steelers fan uh, when it comes to football, so I would love for a team to be there. Because even though I root for the Rochester, uh, keep doing the Rattlers, uh, Rochester Nighthawks, I would love for there to be a Pittsburgh team because, you know, just because that'd just be another team to, you know, root for, and I love that. Uh, of course, Syracuse, I should mention, did have a team at one point. It was the Syracuse, uh, what was it? It was the Syracuse Smash, and that was, and they were they were only around for, like, a couple of years, like, early, like late 90s, early 2000s. So, it'd be interesting. Um... Uh, to see a team go back there, I think maybe a little bit. Granted, like I said, I think we have enough here, but yeah, uh, with Pit, uh, but with the Pittsburgh thing going back to that, I think it would be good for them to have a team because you obviously have the Philadelphia Wings who were there originally, then they left, and then they came back. Though I would say you need more teams out west. Obviously, you have uh, the Colorado Mammoth who was pretty who was pretty out west, but also. Now you have like San Diego Seals who are a pretty who are a new team really, and that's great. And I just I think another city that would be great out west would be Portland. I think you know like obviously you got the uh, the Trailblazers there. That's like their mainstay sport. Uh, you have the Timbers for the MLS, but I think a lacrosse team could do quite well there. You know it's a niche little city. Um, 
and lacrosse i think would just fit in well there with their atmosphere what would they be called i'm not sure probably i figured probably something in the wood aspect because you know that's always been that kind of city but i think it'd do great there i los angeles i think could do well maybe with a team though i think there's too many big sports there already like i think like obviously like with the lakers and the Rams and the Chargers and all of them, all the, the Dodgers and all, the, all those sports. I think it's maybe too big of a city, so I it probably wouldn't be the greatest there, but I think Portland's the right kind of city for an NLL team. Seattle, I think, could do maybe well. Uh, it Granted, you got... They, they don't... They're not as... Obviously, they're not as big as Los Angeles, so I think they could fit right at, in well there. Like, well, like, a uh, very devoted crowd. Obviously... They just got the Kraken back, so it's oh not back, but they just got they just got the Kraken there. So I think you know people wouldn't be too people too dedicated to them to really care about a lacrosse team. So you could maybe do one there. Maybe you'd have you would have to probably wait a good few years to do so. Uh, I think a team in a New England setting would be good. Obviously, that's not the West Coast, but I think another team there would be good. Obviously, you had the Black Wolves who um, were there for at one point, and, like, you've had teams in Boston quite a few couple of times. But I – and so maybe that's why, you know, they just – like, they tried and, like, they all just kept not working out. But I think they could still do it uh, if, you know, if put in the right hands. And I definitely – I liked the Black Wolves. I thought they were good. They had a good name. Obviously, the New England thing I think is good because it, it involves everyone, you know, everyone in the New England community, not just one state or city. So I like that. Uh Going back to out west, I think you know they they used to be like a team. One team that comes to mind was the Arizona Sting. I think a team in Phoenix or even like one of the or like one of the smaller areas around Phoenix, I think would be good because you know that's a nice little niche city. Granted, they have all the really major sports, but I think that that could work out there. You know, I I think that could work out really well. Another West Coast city that could do well, I think, with one is San Jose. Obviously, the San Jose had the stealth at one point, uh, and that was like back in the mid two thousand, mid to late two two thousands. And really, the only two really big name sports teams they have there now are the San Jose Sharks for hockey and the San Jose Earthquakes or Quakes for uh, in the MLS. So I think that'd be another great city. You know, it's decent. It's a good sized city. It's got a de- It's a decent marketplace. Uh, it's already got. Uh, it's right by San Francisco, obviously, so you get that crowd. And I think it'd actually be a better fit than San Francisco because, like I said, San Francisco is just too big with that, like with all their sports teams. So I think San Jose fits in the, in like that nice little slot, and like no one's really and people are gonna go and watch, gonna go and watch them. I believe if they were to go come back to the city of San Jose, another city similar to this. I would say is uh, Columbus, Ohio, I think could maybe do well. And the reason for that is the city is like San Jose in the in a way that it only has the uh, the Columbus Blue Jackets hockey team and the Columbus crew for the MLS. So, yeah, it, it's very similar to that. And I think it's just niche enough of a city to where, like, they would have a very dedicated dedicated fan base they would this state of course had some major league lacrosse history back when they had the ohio machine uh there years ago obviously they didn't play in uh columbus but still you know the state has had a bit of love for the sport so i think putting a team in columbus would do good things 
for it and would be quite successful. And on that note, it looks like my time is up. So, like I always say, remember to keep your sticks high. See ya.